0: hello everyone and welcome back to another chapter episode i know it's been a while it's been like a week i think um since i posted last but i was posting consistently every two or three days for like a month and it got really tiring because i had to record every day around like school and i have finals coming up and big tests and projects so i'm gonna try to go back to every three days i just needed a, a break just for a week but no, I'm back. Uh, last chapter, um, it was in ClearSight's Sight's perspective. And basically, they were in Darkstalker's room testing out his, like, scroll thingy. And Arctic came in and realized that Darkstalker has animus powers. And then Clear Sight kind of spewed a random prophecy, got scared, grabbed the scroll, and left. So yeah, let's get started. Chapter 14 Fathom. Fathom dragged his tail as he made his way through the halls to his sister's dorm room. A summons from the queen. This couldn't be good. Over a year had passed the massacre a long, lonely year. He'd kept his promise, he'd stayed away from Indigo, although it made him feel like his wings had been cut off. It was hard to divide up his grief when he had so many dragons to mourn. His cousins, his uncle, his queen, his parents most of all. But even his grandfather, or at least the grandfather he thought he knew. Losing Indigo, though, most days, that was the worst of all. As the dragon who stopped the massacre, Indigo was the hero of the kingdom of the sea. Pearl had kept her word. Indigo had been promoted to the queen's honor guard immediately and assigned to the squadron that protected the queen herself, night and day. Pearl rarely, Pearl let, rarely let Indigo leave her side, which certainly made it easier for Fathom to avoid her. He hadn't seen either of them months, not even from a distance. He spent most of his time sitting quietly in a back room of the Deep Palace alone. He didn't know what he was going to do with his life anymore. The three guards at the throne door saw him coming and bristled dangerously, their spears at the ready, their teeth bared. That was pretty much the mo- way most sea reacted to him these days. He understood it. He couldn't exactly produce a soul as evidence that he still had one. Fathom stopped several steps away from the guards and bowed his head. Queen Pearl sent a message asking me to attend her in the throne room. The guards conferred in suspicious murmurs, and then one of them whisked inside. A few minutes later, she came out again and beck- to- beckoned him. "'All right,' she said. "'Go on in, but we're watching you, Animus.' He nodded and slipped past the barricade of sharp, pointing- sharp points and unfriendly eyes. Pearl was on the throne with another row of guards assembled across the room between him and her. Surely she knew that she knew that wouldn't be no good. If he went evil, he could kill her no matter what the guards did. He wouldn't even have to be there, standing in front of her. But it was all part of the performance, reassuring the court that she was strong and safe and vulnerable. A show of force was what they needed to see. He had promised himself he wouldn't do this, but his eyes darted around the room against his will, looking for deep purple-blue scales. And there she was, staying just behind his sister, staring down at the spear in her talons, ready to die for her queen. A tidal wave crashed over him. Memories and longing and despair crushing the air out of his chest. He remembered claw painting with indigo when they were tiny dragonets, dipping their talons in blue and gold paint and stomping on each other's scrolls until she knocked him over and he ended up rolling, up rolling gold scale patterns across the paint, their paintings, sticky and delightful with themselves he remembered the hours he spent carving the first dolphin fur trying to get it just right he remembered swimming and diving with her filling out their fish journals until they'd seen every variety in the sea he remembered how she teased him for taking their tutors so seriously he remembered adjusting the pearls around her neck the bee of her heart so close he remembered holding her as he willed life back into her body his tears flung like rain on her battered scales I'd do it again, he thought, again and again, anything to save her. I'd give up my whole soul, let it crumble into darkness, if that's what it took. Pearl was still right about him and in Indigo, even after all the time, this time apart. Hello, brother, Queen Pearl said, and he forced his eyes back to her. He's, her face was knowing, weary, as if he was putting him in the same room with Indigo was a test, and she was watching him fail it. Okay. Your Majesty, he said with a bow. Look who's come to us, she said, flicking her tail to see being coiled a few steps below the throne. It took Fathom a long moment to recognize him. The last time he'd seen his cousin, Current, he'd been laughing and joking with the rest of the family. When he never reappeared after the massacre, everyone assumed he'd been wounded and died somewhere out in the ocean. But there he was, alive, and yet this dragon was not the, the confident, easy-to-smile cousin Fathom remembered. This dragon was thin and shivered constantly, and he couldn't look at Fathom without flinching away current fathom said i i don't i i don't current stammered where have you been fathom asked worried he took a step closer the guards raised their spears and current flinched so hard he nearly knocked himself over you'll never guess said pearl and for a moment he heard a sister under the regal voice excited to know a secret he didn't another kingdom he said the night kingdom she said fathom raised his eyebrows That was about as far away as anyone could get from the island palace without turning into an ice school. But why had Current gone been gone for so long? He must have heard the news about the new queen of the sea wings, even across the continent. I, I don't, I don't want to see him. Current whispered, covering his eyes. Please don't make me. Pearl sighed. All right, take him away, she said to no, to one of the guards. And for awful moment, Fathom thought that was it. Less than a minute of being in the same room with Indigo. As if to torment as if to torment him before ripping her away again. But the guard went to Kern instead, taking the seating gently by the wing and steering him out of the throne room. Kern has been a guest of the Nightwing Queen all this time, Pearl said, watching him go. And now she's finally sent him back with a message and an offer. Uh oh, his pulse throbbed ominously in the skull. Here it comes the reason I was summoned. Pearl picked up a tablet and glanced down at the words as though she found it hard to meet Fathom's eyes. Apparently, the Nightwings suddenly have an Animus of their own. Their very first. But, Fathom started, how? She got him off. Remember the rumors about an ice prince who, ice wing prince who ran away with the Nightwing? They must have been true. This Animus is his son, a dragon named Darkstalker. Another Animus out there? Is he going to kill his entire family too? Apparently, Current told Queen Vigilance all about Albatross and the Massacre, Pearl said. She frowned slightly. Fathom knew she'd been hoping to keep that a secret from the other tribes for a lot longer. Queen Vigilance is, naturally, worried about whether her Animus might go homicidally crazy. She said he is apparently quite careless with his magic, no matter how often his father, the Icewing, warns him about the effects. A twist of gu- guilt and fear stabbed through father's chest. "We have to do something," he cried. "Someone has to stop him." "Agreed," said Pearl. Look- Pearl, looking slightly taken aback at the urgency in his voice, "Someone is going to stop him. You." Father glanced around at the blue, at all the blue and green eyes that pinned him to the floor. "Me? We're sending you to the Night Kingdom." Pearl tapped the tablet neatly against her arm of the throne. Queen Vigilance will shelter you and introduce you to this animus. You will tell him your sad story, teach him the error of his ways. But nobody listens to me, he thought. Why would anyone listen to me? And then the Nightwing will be our new allies, Pearl said, examining Claus. Everyone wins. Beside the Queen, Indigo finally looked up and met Philem's eyes. But, she blurted, and Pearl shot a dangerous look at her. Indigo plowed on weirdly. But is it safe, for Is it safe? she asked the queen. What if this is a Nightwing trap to steal our animus, the way they stole the Icewing one? That story's nonsense, Pearl said, already standing to leave the room. She paused, looked down at Fathom. Who would want an animus? The cold, harsh truths of that sank in for a moment. Your Majesty, Indigo said abruptly, her claws dug into the wood of her spear. I ask permission to accompany Prince Fathom to the Nightwing kingdom. As as head of his personal guard fathom's heart leapt and then immediately sank with me indigo and me together it was what he wanted desperately but it was also too dangerous and pearl would never allow it pearl narrowed her eyes at indigo who says i'm sending him any god who says i'm sending any guards with him Barry? who says i'm sending any guards with him "'Very amusing, my queen. I know you are too wise to send a powerful, magical member of the royal family to a faraway far kingdom unguarded,' Indigo said. "'All the kinds of terrible things could happen to him. The other animus could kill him!' Father thought, perhaps, Pearl wouldn't mind at all. "'This was a convenient way to get rid of a dragon who made everyone uncomfortable, and even if he never came back, well, problem solved. "'Please, your majesty,' Indigo folded her wings." Anne bowed respectfully. It sounds like the Nightwing Animus could be a threat. I could assess the situation and report back to you. I'm not afraid of his magic. She can save everyone from him, called one of the Queen Advisors. That's true, called another. Send the Animus Slayer. She She should be wherever there is danger from an Animus Dragon. She can stop him before he threatens our kingdom. Yeah, she can kill them both if she has to. There was an awkward pause after this last shout. Fathom Dope did not look around to see who'd said it. He knew enough of them were thinking. He knew enough of them were thinking it. Is that what Indigo's thinking? That she might have to protect the world for me? From the look on Pearl's face, he guessed the queen highly doubted Indigo would be able to pull it off. But she was also stuck. She couldn't deny the hero of the massacre, the animus slayer, the one thing Indigo had ever asked for, not in front of her court. I don't need guards he forced himself today i can go by myself indigo gave him a wounded look that felt like the lowest that made him feel like the lowest sea slug in the ocean she drew herself up tall tearing her eyes away from him with respect your majesty she said your enemies should not be allowed to leave the kingdom unsupervised very well pearl, pearl said with an ex- expression as though she just swallowed a spoiled oyster "'I will assign you two uh, to other guards you may accompany my brother to the Night Kingdom.' "'She turned with the flourish of her wings "'and slipped out of the throne room, "'lashing her tail furiously. "'Perhaps it was a good time to travel "'halfway around the world from her, after all. "'And I'll be with Indigo,' he thought. "'I know I shouldn't be happy about that. "'I should be terrified.' "'Guards were moving to- forward to usher him, "'but across the room he was able to catch "'and hold her gaze for a moment. "'He couldn't read her face. "'Was she angry with him? "'Was she really going to- with him "'because she didn't trust him?' Or is she worried about the southern animus? He realized with a surge of guilt that he was flying straight toward a new, unknown, potentially enormous danger. And he was dragging Indigo right along with him.